Welcome to the Inspire Radio Podcast. This podcast is an opportunity to listen again to one of the many inspirational and thought-provoking interviews first broadcast on Inspire Radio. Inspire Radio brings you inspirational interviews, news events, workshops and seminars, plus great music too. Online, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, Inspire Radio is your truly feel-good radio station. For more information and to listen to Inspire Radio, why don't you check out inspireradio.co.uk. Check out our Facebook page too, where we've got details of events on there. Our Facebook page is at Inspire Radio UK. Now sit back and enjoy this Inspire Radio podcast. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. You're listening to Adele G on Inspire Radio. And coming up in the next hour, I am speaking to Mr. Krishna Bhatta. He's a doctor, an author, a surgeon, and an inventor. Now, he often speaks about intermittent silence, and he's created a meditation app. And I was desperate to ask him, so what is intermittent silence? What actually is meditation? And how do we do it here in the Western world? And he gives great examples of how he's bringing in Eastern wisdom into the Western world to help us with our anxiety, our overwhelm, and everything else we feel on a daily basis. I also ask him, is there any conflict? You're a physician. Is there any conflict between medicine and spirituality? And he answers it perfectly. So stay tuned. This is a really, really inspiring interview with Krishna Bhatta. This is Inspire Radio. Welcome to the show, Mr. Batter. How are you doing? I am doing fine. How are you? Oh, I'm very well too. It's lovely here. I, I know you're in the US. I don't know what the weather's like, but I'm currently in Spain and it's absolutely glorious. Have you got some sunshine over there? Um, we would like to. It's snowing today. <gasps> you're kidding. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> The, the thing is, at least when it snows, it's usually sunny. It, you've usually got clear skies, right? <laughs> not today, not today, no. <laughs> well, I'll send you over a bit of sunshine. How about that? Please do, yeah. <laughs> or we will come over for a few days. You know? well, even better. We can meet face to face instead of over Zoom. <laughs> okay, Mr. Batter. Well, we've got a few things to discuss today because uh, you're a very special guest with an awful lot of input for our listeners. They're going to really enjoy what you've got to tell them. So I'm going to get started. But firstly, before anything, because of what's going on in the world today, you're a surgeon, you're chief of urology at Eastern Maine Medical Center in Bangor. How are things going in your medical center and in the hospitals around you with regards to the pandemic? Well, we have good news and bad news, you know, like everywhere else. Mm. Bad news is our numbers have grown, you know, the oh, COVID cases, although being a specialist, I don't directly manage those patients, but mm. our numbers have almost doubled recently. Okay. And what's the good but, news? 
And the good news is the vaccine is around the corner. That's what we are made to believe, as you already know. Yes, I know. In fact, there's a few going now. So hopefully all three of them start working and we get vaccinated soon. So I've got my, I'm sat here with my fingers crossed, but I'm sure everybody's the same. Right. Getting on to happier stuff, of course. I want to know your journey because I want, I know we've spoken before briefly, but I want our listeners to know your journey into medicine, starting in India and taking you to the US where you are now. How did it all begin? We had a stopover in England so where I spent about 11 years. And so most of my training, surgical training was in England and the FRCS uh, mm. from London and Edinburgh. Wonderful. But I grew up uh, in India, uh, starting mm. off from a small village and we still have the village and I frequently visit there. Mm. Um, my journey in medicine um, has been, of course, you know, most people know you go to medical school or medical college and then have training and then you, you practice. But also side by side, I had a journey of meditation and a spiritual journey. Oh, well, we can't wait to hear that. But first, how did you end up in the U.S.? We came to U.S. Uh, in 1988. I uh, was in Boston, uh, Mass General Hospital in Harvard, mm. and I spent about four years there, um, research training, Yeah. then moved to Maine. And you've been there ever since? Ever since, yeah. <laughs> now, you touched on the meditation just before, and I know that you're a very spiritual man. And from a young age, with coming from India, Obviously, it's more common there to practice spirituality. Um, but do you find there's a conflict between your medical background and your spirituality? No, uh, Adil, right? That's how you want me to pronounce your name, Adil? Adele. Adele. So, no, Adele, I find it complementary. Um, uh, on the, you know, on the other hand, I feel that. My medicine or scientific background mm. helps me understand and practice meditation in more effective and more efficient way. And really? Also it, it helps me understand better so that I can um, come up with uh, ideas and uh, aspects, you know, like the whole intermittent silence uh, came from my scientific mind. It didn't. Come, it's not described as as uh, I have outlined, and you know we'll have the discussion. Yeah. Well, I find that the two really help each other. Yeah, I suppose they do. Now, I I was thinking, obviously, you're a surgeon, you're chief of urology, but I was thinking, could also you help patients with because of your? I know we're going to touch on your book and meditation and and you know, helping mental illness, really, all of these things. Could you also veer towards psychology and psychiatry? Would that be something of interest to you as well? Psychology and psychiatry as a branch, I'm not uh, that familiar with. I'm, mm. I'm familiar with in the sense that all of us study part of it. Mm. But that's not my specialty. But you know, I'll share a simple story with you. And, you know, 
you can pass it like you know it might have been a coincidence or accident mm. but i i had done a big operation yeah and uh, it was um patient was doing fine everything sounded good but at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock somewhere in the midnights something told me that the patient is not doing well i should go and see the patient mm-hmm. and uh, i go there and patient was really not doing very well at all but it is he he's uh, monitoring signs hadn't really given enough signal to the nurses to call me mm. so i don't know i mean is this just intuition is that this just an accident mm. or is it because of my um sensitivity that i developed yeah. from practices of uh, spiritual practices meditation or or the like yeah that I- helped me um connect with the patient's uh, condition so this is one example i give you mm. um but i think uh, probably some other doctors may say that oh i have had that deja vu or something like that but i assign it i attribute it to my practices that i do of course yeah it must help an awful lot um i know that you've got maybe a, quite a few of these examples in your book so if we could start you know thinking about your book and and talking about it i when i looked into the book um i looked at the reviews i always think reviews are so helpful because they give you a bit more of an insight into how other people have interpreted your book and one of the reviews from your book which is called journey from life to life said that it was a great scientific and spiritual insight so they do come together they they really can you know um, mold together but first of all tell me what does journey from life to life mean because we're used to the saying life to death because we live and then we die but what does journey from life to life actually mean so adel uh, let's uh, think about our day to day journey mm. so if we in some ways we can say our journey is from sleep to sleep mm. because we are awake we go to sleep and then we are awake again mm. so sleep to sleep or from awake to awake yeah just replace sleep by a period of death oh wow so when we do die what you're saying is there is something at the other end so we die from this life but there's some other kind of form of life so i think we all all religions believe there is something after death mm we don't just wither away we know our body goes away yeah but in some form uh, as far as i know all religions believe there is something after that something happens some and uh, everyone has their own belief system i'm saying forget about the belief system can we find out in a scientific way or scientific approach what happens and there are some um hints to that in the book Um, what are what, can you can you give us one can you provide us with a hint at, at what happens 
you know, after, after life? So there are definitely, um, if you believe that we come back, mm. so if you take that scenario, um, and that's what the book talks about, is uh, at time of death, something comes out of your body, or physical body. Okay. And then it has a life. And then after a certain amount of time or period, it will take another birth. Right. And it could be not into, we're not talking about into a human body. We're talking about a, a life elsewhere, not particularly on this planet. Not, it's not reincarnation. That's what you're saying. I am saying that it is uh, the word reincarnation. Yes. I mean, uh, if you, um, <coughs> use that word, that's fine. That's a good word as well. But okay. yes, you, you could come back as a human being and you could come back in the same um, country or space. Yeah. You said there's some scientific evidence to this as well. It, are you meaning like when somebody dies on the theater table and they experience something and then they get brought back to life by the medical team? and they remember what's happened to them. Is that the scientific evidence? Um, I'm saying that their science could study this. Uh. I don't think there is a concrete scientific evidence yet. Mm. But what you are talking about is near death experience by patients. Yes. Or uh, people who, who have accidents or in such situations. I came across a um, couple of stories, and there are many stories out there. Hmm. But one uh, patient I had, and I had done a big surgery, and surgery went well. And there was nothing special during surgery um, that could account for what happened after surgery. Hmm. Um, and patient uh, just didn't wake up. He went into coma. Mm -hmm. And it was about eight, nine hour surgery. So it was not a small surgery, mm. but it was a routine um, type of surgery. There was nothing uneventful during the surgery. Okay. And he went into coma. So we got the neurologist and the hospitalist and all kinds of specialties that could try to figure out why he went into coma. Mm. Because if we don't know why, you know, you don't know what to do about it. That's right. And uh, there was no obvious cause for it. Mm. And he stayed in coma. So uh, his wife will come and sit down beside him every evening about 7, 7.30 and hold his hand and talk to him as if he's listening. Mm. And uh, whatever she talked about, I mean, but she will just sit down and talk to him about half an hour, an hour, every evening. Right. So after about 10, 12 days, I don't remember exactly how many days, she could feel his uh, fingers moving. Oh my word. In the beginning, she thought it was, she was imagining, but then he squeezed her hand. And she almost uh, started crying while she wanted to, you know, waved at the nurse. Mm. who came and a uh, few hours late, later he was awake, alert, 
and came out of coma. Went home, came back in office and I asked him, do you remember anything during that period? And that's when he said that he used to see himself at the top of the hospital building, which was about eight, 10 stories building. Yeah. And uh, he could see his body lying there and his wife sitting and holding her hand and talking to him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was an interesting story of uh, out of body experience. And oh, his, it was repetitive to him and it was very clear to him. And I imagine he wasn't scared when he was experiencing this whilst he was in the coma and, and looking at himself from, from at the top of the hospital. He didn't say he was, he was scared. He Did just hear that, Adele? I should have probably asked that question to him. Mm. Um, but no, he didn't. Um, he didn't say. I mean, it didn't sound like he was scared. No. But sometimes people will say that, you know. Yeah. Oh, what a wonderful story! It just, you know, it just makes you think that, you know, the possibility of something that you don't just die and nothing ever happens. That there is some kind of spirit. Um, that goes on and I know in your book there's quite a few examples and lots more than than this than we've got time for today and uh, and you explain what life to life means but you also say that the intention is to bring eastern wisdom and western discovery together what do you mean by that and are there any positive signs that this is happening there is a lot of positive signs that it's happening. One of them is that you are interviewing me, right? Mm. So, <laughs> but, you know, yoga has become a popular thing and uh, it has come out um, from the East and uh, it's not necessarily uh, attached to any religion. The same mm. way there is a lot of other knowledge that is in the Eastern books and Eastern practices. Yeah that can be worked on and one of them i told this story of this out of body experience but the science behind them or is there a science behind that mm. so there is a mention of seven different bodies right. in eastern literature in the book journey from life to life i have discussed three of them one is the physical body Mm. The other one is called ethereal body. It's like vapor. Okay. And uh, it's if you imagine when you are happy, you feel like you, you expanded, you are bigger. When you are depressed, you feel very shrunk and small. Yes, that's true. That can be a property of that vapor body or okay. the ethereal body. And what's and the third one? Third one is the astral body. Okay. An astral body is the one that travels. Into the stars. Travels after. So after death, the astral body gets out of the physical body. Okay. So the, the description says that the physical body dies. Hmm. The ethereal body hangs around for about 12, 13 days. Oh, and wow. then it withers away. And then there is astral body. That's the one that takes the journey beyond. 
Is this why, just, just asking you a quick question here, is this why sometimes people say that when they lose somebody very, very close to them, soon after they've gone, they feel them. They feel their presence, they feel their touch, they maybe feel a cuddle at the back of them, um, a comfort. Do you think with you saying that you still have time, you still hear around, uh, like your soul is still around, your presence, is that what that is possibly? Most likely, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm almost certain that's what it is. So this astral body takes the journey beyond. Right. And then when it returns, the astral body is the one that returns. Okay. The other bodies that I that talk about are um, higher bodies, okay. but astral body is the one that really takes up the journey. Um, beyond that, like Buddha or Jesus or Krishna, I mean, the people who we call prophets, Yes, they are the people who have more access to the higher bodies. Like the seventh body is the cosmic body. Okay. Now, is this where meditation and mindfulness help you reach some kind of calm? I know you speak about it in your book, and I know the Western world is now trying to trying to work out how to do this. We're not all very good at it. We say meditation helps us with the overwhelm that we feel and we experience on a daily basis, and it's becoming very popular. But how does it help us exactly? And what is the difference between the two, meditation and mindfulness? So we will get into meditation, mindfulness, and my practice of intermittent silence. We talk of med- we use meditation as a therapeutic benefit. Okay. What I was talking about recent, you know, like knowing about astral body, knowing about past life, knowing about what is there in in the inside, is a dive in. It's like a research. It's like finding a so take a one project and you complete it. That kind of thing. So it. It's more like an exploration or a longer journey. Okay. Whereas when we talk about practice, in the, at least in the Western area, when we talk about practice of meditation, we talk about stress management, preventing burnout. And, and which is great, which is great, which is yeah. great use of meditation. But if I am, ang- I have anxiety, I would, take a medicine and feel better mm-hmm. and try to do meditation for one year to you know get that anxiety out. Or I will take the medicine and also to practice meditation so that I don't have to take medicine after a year. Ah, so medicine is helpful then because I know that um, a lot of people will say, try not going down the medicinal route. And especially with something like mental health, it's not always necessary to add medicine to, to the, to the problem, try other methods. And those other methods often are meditation, yoga, mindfulness, but you're saying, because you're a physician, you're saying that medicine can help just not long-term. Medicine can and does help. Mm. 
and uh, the goal of meditation practice mm. should be alongside it to 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 get to a point where you don't need the medicine of it's course. like somebody is poor and has no food and you give him food should he take that food or should he work and make money and then eat you mm. see what i do i can see it yes so if you have anxiety if you have depression are you going to be able to meditate of course yes no i i think that at your lowest point it's one of the most difficult things to do but like you say if you if you've got medicine to help you come out of the low mood the depression then it is something you can focus on the other methods it is something that you can work alongside you and then eventually stop the medicine of course it makes sense but we've got so much more to talk about but we just need to take a break we're going to play some feel good music but please listeners stay tuned we've got so much more to hear from mr batter so we'll be back just in a second stay tuned inspire radio i've looked after my kids since they were born now they've got kids i still want to look after them I don't want them struggling to make decisions about my money or my health if I can't. So we made a lasting power of attorney. Now, if I can't speak for myself, they'll speak for me. It's a weight off for all of us, isn't it? Yes, mum. <laughs> <laughs> lasting power of attorney. Search your voice, your decision. Time for another inspirational quote from Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. Hi, this is Isabella. I would like to share one of my favourite motivational quotes. Sometimes later becomes never. Do it now. Thanks for listening to Inspire Radio. Be happy, be inspired. For one moment, just imagine this is a message about your business reaching the listeners of Inspire Radio. For a moment, just imagine Inspire Radio, helping you share information about the great work that you do. The good news is, you no longer have to imagine. Inspire Radio can turn the imagination into reality. Like to find out more? Just simply email inspire at inspireradio.co.uk. Simply stop imagining what your message might sound like and turn that message into reality. Contact inspire at inspireradio.co.uk Inspire Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. Okay, now we're back with Krishna Bhatta. He is joining me from Boston, Maine in the US. And we've been chatting about quite a few things so far, especially his book, Journey from Life to Life. What that means, what's in it, the examples he gives, um, whether it's science and spirituality or 
you know, whether it's examples of, of, of something that's happened and he can enlighten us in the Western world of the discoveries in the Eastern world. So there's so much more. Now, just before the break, we were talking about meditation and mindfulness. And I know when I spoke to you last week, this we, we got into this quite deeply because I'm so interested in it personally. And I tried one, one of your methods methods of doing meditation um i tried it and i feel like it worked as well um but it's becoming very popular in the western world to alleviate we mentioned stress and overwhelm that we seem to experience daily so what is the difference between the two what's the difference between meditation and mindfulness let me start with uh, the simple exercise that I that is included in that app that you were talking about if you had a chance to do it you know which we call relax with two x yes we're going to talk about that later as well but yes so let me start with intermittent silence then we will talk about mindfulness that meditation you know brief brief descriptions so intermittent silence is a way to rest your brain for 10 minutes a day And I think giving rest to your brain for 10 minutes or being silent can transform your life. In what way? So it includes four steps, Mm. intermittent silence. Yep. And the first one is to close your mouth. So when you close your mouth, you are without words. Okay. And all the areas of the brain that are active in processing your speech and thinking in speech terms get a rest. Yeah. One of them is Wernick's area of mm. the brain. By staying silent for 10 minutes, it also gives you the practice of when to speak and when not to speak or how you respond. So somebody comes out at you or sends an email, that email that you want to, you have the impulse to reply immediately. Yes. You start learning to get that pause, that that little break into your thought process Mm. and respond strategically and appropriately rather than just react to it. Then you close your eyes for 10 minutes and all the areas that process visual pathway in your brain get rested for 10 minutes. And combined with this silence, you also become a good observer. Mm. And the third one is silent listening. All you are doing is listening to the sound. So sounds around you, sounds in the room, outside the room. Yeah, I love to do it in nature. So when I'm hiking or going on the on the coast of Maine, mm. I'll lie down on a piece of rock or, or a bench or the grass. And the app has a timer, 10-minute timer. Mm. Just do that. And you listen to all the sound of the birds chirping, leaves rustling, winds blowing, waves crashing and it's beautiful i mean it really is beautiful if you can um, go through the initial uncomfortable part of silence 
And I imagine as well that that stops the thoughts because if you're listening to something else like nature in particular, something beautiful, then you're not letting those thoughts constantly about what you need to do, what you're worried about, what you're struggling with, who said that to you, what you said to them, all of the things that create anxious minds. (laughs) I presume then that you're not doing that. Well, that's the fourth step. Fourth step is you watch your thoughts go by. Whatever thoughts come by, come in your brain, let it just transit. So watch and them go will, by. Don't, don't get involved in right. them. And if you do get involved, it's okay. When you recognize that you have been hijacked, yeah. <laughs> then just come back to watching it. Now, this isn't easy for everybody to do. You've obviously been doing it as, uh, from a young age. Um, it's not so easy for people who just start it. But is intermittent intermittent silence, is that the same as meditation then? Or is meditation something else? Meditation is something else. So intermittent silence uh, in the beginning can be uncomfortable silence, as you said. Mm. But once you get the hang of it, it's really beautiful and it's really effective because it does have direct effects of resting your brain at least, you know, for 10 minutes. You have 86 billion neurons that mm-hmm. will thank you okay. for giving okay. them some rest. So it's a practice worth getting into. It's easy to do guided meditation. You can do one hour guided meditation okay. and not... I mean, you, you may be okay, but 10 minutes of silence sometimes, at least in the beginning, yeah. can be daunting. Yes. Um, but it's, it's really, once you get past that, you know, when these 10 minutes going to be over, it becomes really, I mean, you can be there for half an hour and be still really nice and calm because new doors start opening up. Yeah. I've been doing it since I spoke to you last week. I've been, do, I've been um, doing silent, um, silent 10 minutes every day, finding 10 minutes spare in my day, which should be easy to do, and just lying on my bed and just, you know, listening to the birds outside and uh, listening to, to certain things that, that are going on in the house, but nothing too noisy. It's nice and quiet. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I've found t- 10 minutes goes very quickly. But what about meditation then? Is that all about being guided by somebody speaking to you, by breathing? Is it all to do with breathing and, and being guided and told what to do? I'm so happy that you tried this really. And you, you, you felt that it was, it was you know, comfortable for you. At yes. least you reached that point. So you got the knack of it. Yes, definitely. But med- so you- <laughs> med- meditation I also do, but I'm, I'm not quite sure of the difference. Is, is one quiet and the other one you're concentrating on your body and your breathing? Um, not really. So, me- so meditation is not something, you know, it's like we th- when we say meditation, we think that there is an end point, there is a beginning, there is an end, and there is only one kind of meditation. Mm. It's not so. Meditation now... You, there is so many different kinds, and in my app, we have so many meditation. Like uh, we have chakra meditation, mm. and chakra also. I have uh, one that is just music, and 
um, every chakra has a frequency of sound that goes with it. Mm. So the lower chakras have lower frequency sounds, higher chakras have higher frequency sounds. Okay. So that's the musical that is going to activate your each chakra. Okay. And then there is some mantra and on chakra, there is a meditation called power chakra meditation. So okay. that um, mantra acts on each chakra and you, uh, that's the powerful mantra that we use. There is one with Om mantra. Mm. And then there is a medicine meditation, which is the commonest meditation in the world. It was started by Buddha, which right. is Vipassana. Mm. Which, uh, simply means watching yourself and that's based on breathing okay. and that also is in the app where you watch your breathe in mm. and then there is a gap and then there is breathe, breathe out, out. yeah and that's the gap i think out of the the apps that i've used it's yeah. definitely focused on breathing Okay. That most of them, I don't think there's been one that hasn't. They seem to all focus on breathing. So the difference between intermittent silence and meditation then is that intermittent silence, you're just finding a quiet place and you're listening to the sounds, but you're, you've closed your eyes, you've closed your mouth and you just silently listen for 10 minutes. But but meditation is is breathing is 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 so focus, focusing yeah. on your body. So intermittent silence is part of every meditation. Okay. Except some people will tell you not to close the eyes or half close the eyes. Okay. But intermittent watching the thoughts, watching the sound, yeah, is part of every meditation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all part so and parcel. By practicing intermittent meditation, you are practicing kind of uh, getting yourself ready for any other meditation you want to do, any deeper meditation. You want. Right. That's wonderful. But you also mentioned mindfulness. And this word is banded about everywhere now. <laughs> it's just such a popular word no, to say. But it's, it's, a diff it's a different thing, isn't it? It's not uh, meditation. It's something else. And I didn't know this until I spoke to you last week. So could you explain to our listeners, what is mindfulness exactly? So I divide mind into two components. One is minding. So minding is the process, is the thinking. Um, and mind's job is minding. Okay. Many people try to focus their mind to one point or bring the mind to a you know, halt. And that doesn't work because it's like giving shape to water mm. without a container. You can't do it. The no. same way, mind is not supposed to be focused. No. It will be minding. Okay, so it's not you're not supposed to live. A, uh, you're not supposed to live every moment thinking about the future or the past. What you're saying is, you should be f focusing on exactly what you're doing in the moment. Uh, the second one is mindfulness, mm. and I think what you were talking about is mindfulness part of the mind. Okay. Minding is one component that when you when I say watch your thoughts go by, you Ah, okay. Yes. Let that minding part go by. Right. Okay. The one that is watching is the mindfulness part. 
Right. So mindfulness is more like, I say it's more like a camera or camcorder in the mind. You switch it on, you, and then you switch it off. Oh, what a good idea. Yes. What a good analogy. I've never thought of that. So even when you're brushing your teeth. Yeah. You've, so I, you've, I usually say in the first 10 minutes in, of your morning, just become mindful of 10 minutes. Live life in slow motion. Pretend there's a camera looking at what you're seeing. Exactly. And, oh, right. I and, tried that as well because you mentioned that last week and I've tried that a few times. Not daily, but I've tried it, you know, a couple of times. And it's, it's very interesting to actually not be thinking about future things whilst you're cleansing your skin and putting your makeup on and, and brushing your teeth. Instead you're not in the future, you're absolutely in the present, thinking about what you're doing in that exactly. moment. Exactly, and, and in slow motion, so that you know, you, you account everything for the, and then it becomes like you can be, um, you can watch it you know, in normal motion. Wow. And, then, and, and then those 10 minutes can expand into your regular life. I think most other people, or, you know, there are many people who say you should be mindful all day. Okay. And sometimes you start beating yourself up when you forgot, you know, where you put your keys or glasses. Yes. <laughs> On a regular basis, yes. I know. And you say, oh, I've been practicing mindfulness and I still forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's called menopause. That's something else entirely. <laughs> I don't think those two are <laughs> What would you say to those who doubt its contribution to improving our mental health and our lives in general? What would you say to those doubters? Um, I don't know what to say to doubters because, I mean, I have been doubter in my life and sometimes nothing works. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I would say that practice it and see it for yourself. Yeah, give it a good go. Give it a good go, yeah. <laughs> well, we can certainly give it a good go with your app because you've created a meditation and mindfulness app and it's aptly named Relax with two X's. This is to help people on their journey, of course. So how is it different though to the growing number of other similar apps out there? Um. I would say it is different in the sense, first of all, it uh, has a component that I have not seen in many other apps. And mm. the other, um, of course, I think I take it to a different level. Yeah. Um, so the five components of the app are body, mind, and body and mind is uh, in every other app, body-mind balance, body-mind, you know, mindfulness. Mm. And, but the third component that I add is uh, the flame, the flame of consciousness. And this concept hasn't really been um, very popular, um, even in India or here, that we all have an individual consciousness. Okay. And that's what I'm trying to hammer in that, we all think about consciousness as a bigger thing, mm. but we all have an individual consciousness is a concept um, that has not been popularized, I would say. 
but we do have a third component, third element in our life that we are born with. Mm. We are born with a different abilities of our body. Some people are tall, some people are short, some mm. people are big, some people are small. And uh, then you have, you work from that baseline. You want to keep yourself healthy. You want to keep yourself comfortable, but with the limitations of what you have in your physical body. Mm-hmm. And the same way our mind, we are born with a level of mind that we work on, go to university, go to schools and expand on that and become great. Mm. And we have become very healthy or many of us can become very healthy and keep our good health, keep our good mind and be excellent and mm. create uh, machines and destructive powers and mm. <laughs> go to Mars or go to, you know, have a journey to the sun with Parker Solar. But by not doing anything to the individual consciousness, we still fall prey to burnout and, and mm. uh, stress re- issues and depression because mm. we are not doing anything to the core element of our e- existence. Mm. We're focusing on our bodies a lot, but we're not really focusing on the mind. Well, we are both focusing on body, we're focusing on mind, because we do become, you know, like all the institutions, Harvard or Berkeley or whatever, you know, the music, Mm. we are learning a lot, training our mind a lot, but we are not focusing on our individual consciousness. Right. Yeah, just the general consciousness, not... Not that yeah. we're all, not that how we're all so different. Like we are, yeah, we have our individual consciousness as well. Mm. You know, it's like a, I give an analogy of space. When you think of space, you think of hyperspace, Star Wars, and mm-hmm. yeah, the now new one, I don't know if you have watched Mandalorian. <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. Yes, sir. So we think of that kind of thing, but when, Look at your house. When you build a house, you have rooms, you have uh, technology, you heat your room. But there is a space inside the house as well. That mm. space you can control. You can, you know, create the fragrance you want. Mm. You can have decorations that you want. You can have sound that you want. Mm. So that space. But when you open the door, you open the door to the bigger space. That's right. It's the same in your mind, same in the conscious mind. You've got your own individual space. You have your individual consciousness, which is separate from mind. So body, mind, and your individual consciousness. Well, we've got just a couple more questions for you, but we're going to have to take another little break for some feel-good music. So stay tuned because I've got um, a question to ask Mr. Bata about his own daily routine. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. And uh, as I say, stay tuned. This, 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 this is Inspire Radio. Too young, too old, it's too hard. What's your excuse for not doing what you want to do? Looking to make a change? 
Inspirational coach Steve Twynham is here to help. For more information of how you can stop the excuses and make a change today, visit stevetwynham.com. Be happy, be inspired. Online, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you're listening to Inspire Radio, bringing you feel-good music by day, relaxing music by night, inspirational guests from around the world, motivational quotes, the quiet zone, meditation hour, and so much more. And you know, we're pleased to uh, say that uh, on a Wednesday evening, uh, we have Libby Steggles Gin. Now, Libby presents a programme simply called Parent Talk. Yes, as a parent, you may have many questions. You may be wondering, are you doing the right thing? Yes, there's so many books out there, so much information. Well, how about tuning in to uh, Libby Steggles Gin at 8pm on a Wednesday evening with Parent Talk. And if you've got a question that you would like to ask Libby, uh, then just email us at inspire at inspireradio.co.uk. Uh, just put Libby in the subject line and ask your question. We'll get that question to Libby and she'll answer it for you on Parent Talk. Wednesday evenings, 8pm GMT, right here on Inspire Radio. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Inspire Radio. Okay, and we are back. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Inspire Radio and you're listening to Adele G speaking to Mr. Krishna Bata, all the way from Boston, Maine, the US. And I've got a couple more questions to ask you, very important ones. We've taken um, a sort of journey with you over this, this hour, um, obviously asking you about your book and your app, all very important things to help us here in the Western world, as well as the Eastern world. Um, but what is your daily routine yourself? So what do you do uh, to keep healthy mind, body and consciousness? Uh, what's your daily routine? And would it, would it be possible for us to introduce the same into our own lives without it feeling like a chore or something just extra that we have to do on top of everything else? Yeah, I mean, my daily routine, usually, um, as far as exercise is concerned, I mean, um, my son once said, you know, build something in your routine life, build a, in your lifestyle. So I like to play golf. So that's one. And some people will say golf is not an exercise. but <laughs> <laughs> they, they obviously haven't walked around 18 holes, have they? <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, I like to play some tennis um, and um, in between um, I'll do some yoga. So. Great. And, and, uh, and as you do... far as uh, Go uh, the other part is concerned, uh, I, I'm a big believer in um, conserving energy. You know, the boy, I talk about that in the app as well, high energy living. Mm. Um, if you live, uh, the higher the energy, more peaceful you are, less stressful mm. you are, mm. and uh, you sleep better. Uh, the lower the energy, more irritable you are, and mm. uh, you know, all the other problems that we always talk about. But how do so we introduce it into our lives without it feeling such a, I've got to do 10 minutes of meditation. I've got to lie down and close my eyes. And close. How do we incorporate it uh, without it feeling like an extra thing to do? Yeah. 
we usually are experts in wasting energy. So we can easily start conserving energy, not do things that we don't need to do, not uh. say, we don't need to say. Mm. Don't create ripples that we don't have to create. Mm. And those are, I mean, easy. Well, once you start paying attention to it, that yeah. how many times lose energy in unnecessary things. What kind of, what do you mean when you say unnecessary things? Watching telly? <laughs> <laughs> well, anything that inspires you, whether it is television or whether it is talking to you or talking to a patient which feels good, mm. is, uh, is uh, giving you energy rather than taking energy I away. see. So if I don't like cooking, but my husband's working and he wants, you know, when he finishes to have a nice meal, then it's okay for me to say, but that gives me low energy, my love. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> oh, that's a good excuse, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping he'll accept it. <laughs> but actually, actually, he's a better cook than me. So that's the, that's the best yeah. excuse. <laughs> But, but when you know that you say something and that's going to escalate into some kind of a situation hmm. that's not going to be helpful to you or your husband, hmm. and sometimes we do that. I don't know why we do that. But we um, do. But we do. And those, if you are mindful about and say, okay, um, this is a point where it will be better if I just keep quiet. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. that's hard as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> we like a good argument sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been so wonderful chatting to you. But I, I want to just ask you, because obviously um, there'll be a lot of listeners that want to find out how to get the book, how to get hold of it, how to download the app so they can maybe get started on this journey. Or if they're already on it, continue and learn some more about it, go a bit deeper into it. So how do they get hold of your book and your app? And, uh, and yeah, get them started on this or continue on this spiritual journey. So the app is the best way to get to, is uh, to go to the website, which is relaxwith2x.org, which is O-R-G. Mm -hmm. So R-E-L-A-X-X dot O-R-G. Okay. And there is link for the app download. Excellent. For Android and iPhone. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, to your listeners and to you, we are working to improve the user interface, but it has all the core components. And uh, the book is on Amazon and oh, uh, they should be able to find by my name or journey from life to life. Yes, um, I certainly found it very easy. Um, if you just look up, um, you can look up the author, which of course is Krishna Bhatta. That's spelled K-R-I-S-H-N-A and then surname Bhatta, B-H-A-T-T-A. And the book, just to remind you, is called Journey from Life to Life. And that's on Amazon or download the app. If you go to relax with two X's, R-E-L-A-X-X dot org, you'll be able to download the app from that website. 
Um, well, it's been absolutely brilliant talking to you. I loved our conversation last week and I've loved it uh, speaking to you today. And I'm sure we'll keep in contact because I've got more questions and I know I'd, I'd like to put them to you sometimes. And I'm certainly going to try out what, what you've recommended as well to improve my own life. So thank you very, very much. Uh, for talking to us today, for talking to me and our listeners. And, uh, and, and I, I just wish you a great rest of the day because I know it's morning there. So you've got a lot ahead of you. So uh, thank you very much. Is there anything you'd like to say before you go? No, I want to thank you, Adele. Um, this, is a, this has been a great, great uh, conversation with you. Yeah. I felt so comfortable doing it. I oh. got inspired and got some energy. Oh, brilliant. Perfect. Perfect ending for Inspire Radio. Thank you very, very much. We'll keep in touch, but we have to say bye-bye for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Maybe you would like to join us as a guest on Inspire Radio. Maybe you'd like to feature on our Inspire Radio directory. If you would and you'd like to get in touch, then simply enter your details on the contact page at inspireradio.co.uk. Remember to give our Facebook page a like as well, at Inspire Radio UK. And once again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast from Inspire Radio. And have the best day you possibly can. Be happy, be inspired. The Inspire Radio podcast is produced and presented by the team at Inspire Radio. Copyright applies. For more information about Inspire Radio, visit inspireradio.co.uk or if you'd like to download our free app for the Android phone, just go to your Google Play Store and search for Inspire Radio. This, 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 this is Inspire Radio.